welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this is part one of the three parts of the three-point blueprint. Your pesky thoughts creating the world you don't want to have. What? Creating the world you don't want to have? Oh my gosh. When I was a kid, first grade, I'm pretty sure it was first grade. My report card said, Jennifer is a good student, but she talks too much in class. She talks too much in class. So what did I do with that information as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever you are in first grade? What did I do with that? Every year when I started school, I would make a promise to myself. I am not going to talk too much in school. I'm going to keep my mouth shut in class. Could I do it? No. No, I could not. I could not keep my mouth shut. I could not quit talking in class. What I could do was not talk while the teacher was talking. I was pretty good at that. I was pretty good at not talking when the teacher was talking. But when you think about a little kid and you think about the things we as adults say to them, or if their friends say, wherever it comes from, how do they interpret that? How do they internalize it? And then how do they live out their life with it? Some of the pesky thoughts that are in your head that are setting up your way of living were not even created by you. They were created by somebody else. My godmother, Marianne, I had two godmothers, Dolores Ann, Marianne, and I was Jennifer Ann, so we had all the Anns going there. And Marianne would always say, oh, forever, Jennifer. She is forever going to be under our feet. She loved me dearly. Did she mean anything harmful by that? No, I'm sure she didn't. She loved me. But what message did I walk away with? I'm a bother. I'm a burden. And oh wait, I still talk too much in class. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes a girl who talks too much. See, I'm creating stories for myself. And then I'm acting on them. And what happens is sometimes when I need to speak up and talk up for myself, take up for myself, I may not do it. I might talk in a whole other ways, but when it comes to something really important, like I need to take up for myself, I may not do it. And then what happens? That can impact my relationships. I can let things happen and go on and on that I didn't really want to go on and on, but they did 
but I wouldn't say anything about it because, oh wait, I'm always underfoot and I'm such a burden. So the pesky thoughts in your head, they come about from all different ways. You tell them to yourself, but you usually tell them to yourself because of an experience. If I don't get straight A's, my parents won't love me. So you kill yourself to get straight A's and you find out your parents really didn't give a shit. Oops, sorry, curse word. So what are those thoughts going through your head? Are they something along the lines of, I have to work hard? So as an entrepreneur, one thing I've had to really work to get over is I don't have to work 40 hours a week to be successful. Part of the 40 hours a week is tied to the fact that like you have lunch, you have to go talk to your friends, you have to discuss these projects, blah, 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 blah. But it can be done faster. If the pandemic proved anything, work can be done at home and faster and quicker and more efficiently. So do I have to work 40 hours a week? Maybe some weeks I work way more, but maybe I don't have to. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for your money. Do I have to work hard for my money? And what does hard look like? So what are those pesky thoughts? What are those going through your head? Is it I'm not good enough? Is it I talk too much? Is it nobody wants to hear my message? Is it I'm not worthy to have the money? What do you think about people who do have a lot of money or they make money what seems to be fairly easily? What story do you have running around your head like that? Rich people are jerks. Rich people are snobby. Rich people just blow money. Well, is that true? So I've I've really I've started pushing some of my friends. I don't know that they've loved it so much. But asking the question when they say something that is completely outlandish to me, is that really true? Is that true? Is that really what happens? And it's because they have stories and thoughts going through their head that are based on somebody else's belief system that was imposed on them. So I urge you to consider, is it true? What is true for you? Yes, I worked hard. I still work hard. But do I have to work hard 40 to 60 hours a week? The answer is absolutely not, and I'm not gonna. I don't have to, and I'm not gonna. So as part of my personal journey, I do body code and emotion code work. And with emotion code, we're quickly and easily identifying trapped emotions that are holding you back, in my case, me back. And in the body code, we're asking questions of our own subconscious to find out what may be misaligned or out of balance physically, spiritually, emotionally that are holding us back. So I asked the question, do I have any, and I'm asking myself this, right? I'm asking my subconscious and we get the answers through muscle testing. And you can go online and find multiple ways of muscle testing. But one way is to stand up, ask yourself a question. Is my name Jennifer? And if my body naturally leans forward a little bit, it's yes. If I ask, is my name Christy? I'm going to sway back just a little bit. You can Google this. There are all kinds of YouTube videos on this. 
so that you can start getting a feel of your intuition and your subconscious and what is going on in there. Uh, another way of muscle testing is locking your fing fingers together like ring and ring and ask a yes question and it's tight, no, and it slides through. I personally use a pendulum. It's not because I'm all Wiccan and I think a pendulum is the only way to go. No, I just was learned. I learned first. I was taught first on how to get yes, no answers with a pendulum. And my first pendulum was a necklace that had a charm on it that was kind of heavy. If the charm is really lightweight, it's not going to work because it can't, it doesn't have enough weight to sway. So uh, I have multiple pendulums around the house because I keep losing them because I just leave them where I'm sitting because that's how I roll. So now I have multiples. I have one that only stays in my office, one that only stays in the TV room, and one that lives in my purse. That's how I roll these days so that I know where to find one all the time. For me, if I ask, is my name Jennifer, the pendulum sways forward and back. If I ask, is my name Christy, it goes counterclockwise. People try this and they're like, oh, it doesn't move as much for me. Well, it's okay. You just have to practice and trust. It's a whole trust thing. But if you make a list of, say, 10, 20, when I was doing training, they said 100 questions, some being yes, some being no, the more you do it, the more you practice, the more it will work. So as I'm doing body code work, and there's actually an app for the body code that is spectacular, and I ask the question, do I have some sort of imbalance that is keeping me from attracting the clients I want to work with? Because I don't necessarily want to work with everybody. I want to work with people who are at least a little bit spiritual. I want people who are a little bit open to the possibility that their subconscious mind has a lot of fabulous answers. I want to work with people who want to transform quickly and easily without having to relive the trauma. And I'm just really coming to understand some people, because there are so many modalities of therapy and self-development and self-healing, there are all those different modalities because all kinds of people like all different ways. Some people really benefit from talking about the past. They really do. Good for them. I can talk about the past too, but I'm not necessarily going to heal talking about the past. I do much better identifying what's standing in my way, taking a deep breath, and setting my subconscious to clear it out. That's how I work. That's how I roll. That's what I do. So when I ask the question, is there, is there some imbalance or block that is keeping me from attracting the clients I want to work with? The answer was yes, and I had a negative broadcast message. And a negative broadcast message in the body code scenario world is like a radio tower sending out a signal on Sirius FM. Uh, is that how that goes? I don't know. Anyway, I don't have it. So it has that message coming out from the radio. And it is set to low. It's almost like elevator music in the background and it's playing. But you don't key into it and notice it all day, every day. At least that's my experience. But when you really don't need it to kick in, that volume is loud. And it is ready and apparent and it is slapping you upside the head and you don't even know what it is. So when I asked, do I have a negative broadcast message? The answer was yes. 
What is the negative broadcast message? And it's a series of questions to get down to the one that most aligns with what your negative broadcast message is. My negative broadcast message was, I can't. I can't. So the first thing I thought was, that is a bunch of crap. I always say I can. Well, that's not true. I say I can't a lot. I say it's hard a lot. Oh my gosh, I get wrapped up in my own head. No, I can't do that. I was like, okay, I'm owning it. I have this negative broadcast message of I can't. I'm going to clear it out. And I'm going to ask myself, can I embed the message of I can? And that's what I did. I embedded I can after I cleared out I can't. So shortly thereafter, maybe a month, six weeks, my husband and I were in Italy. We were invited to a spectacular wedding and we went to Pompeii. That wasn't part of the wedding. That was just, we stayed longer. Went to Pompeii and there is this large staircase that you have to go up to the top of to get to the actual ruins. And the tour guide said, you know, walk part way up, turn around, enjoy the view, blah, blah, blah. And my first thought was, walk straight to the top, Jennifer. Don't stop. Don't look back. Get straight to the top. It was probably 100 degrees with 98% humidity, and I was melting. And I thought, get straight to the top. I see a tree. I see shade. I need a tree and shade. I'm very fair and I burn a lot. So it was like, yeah, just keep walking. Just walk straight to the top. So that's what I did. And I got to the top and I turned around and yes, the view was spectacular. And I had to have a little internal celebration that I made it to the top without stopping, without pausing and without ever once saying, I can't do this. A little backstory, my kneecap, especially my right one, has dislocated ever since I was a little girl, like five years old. If I was running and I stopped and I turned to the left too quickly, my kneecap would literally dislocate and be on the side of my leg and I'd have to physically pull it back in. I finally had surgery on it. I was like 30, some 30, 31, maybe I was 30. I had surgery on it to fix that, so I didn't do it anymore. Massive surgery. It's called a knee realignment. Look it up. It was a lot. Fast forward a number of years, I slid in the mud, and my body said, oh my gosh, or my mind, you're going to do the splits, and you're going to tear all the tendons in your inner thighs when you go down. So I bent my left knee so I wouldn't do the Chinese splits. Because at my age, I mean, I used to be able to do them, but at my age and my workout level, I can't right now. And I bent my left knee underneath me as I fell and I tore my meniscus and had surgery. So the same surgeon did both knees. And when he did the second one, he went out and told my husband, Jennifer's fine. She's, you know, she'll be ready to go home in a little bit. Stay off the leg, blah, blah, blah. I sit down and she's going to need both knees replaced. Okay. Yeah. That is not what I wanted to hear. So I've been working out with a trainer for a year and a half now. My knees are so much better. Who knew working out with a weight trainer would solve your knee problems. Mine are pretty much solved, but I had been working out with her for like eight months at that point, seven months. And my knees were strong enough to take me straight up to the top of that staircase. I cleared the negative broadcast message of, I can't 
And I had been doing something very intentionally to get my knees better by working out every Tuesday with a trainer in England on Zoom. And she's amazing. Natalie Hurdley. Shout out, Natalie. She's amazing. If you identify the pesky thoughts that are holding you back and rewrite them in the positive, it will have a major impact on your life. What negative pesky thoughts are running through your head that you need to clear out? Go to www.takagiconsulting.com slash blueprint. Get your copy of the blueprint today. I actually shared some of my first negative thoughts and put them in the positive on there so you can get started. It is very important not only to identify the negative, but flip it into a positive. It is critical. Flip it into a positive. You have to do that. Then you have a cell phone. If you don't have a voice recorder app, you need to get a voice recorder app. They're free. Mine came on my iPhone. Record the positive messages. You know, get eight or ten super positive messages that really support the life you want to build. Record them on your phone. And then I recommend you listen to them multiple times a day. Make the shifts you want. Get rid of the pesky thoughts because the ones that are in there are creating the life that you really didn't want to live. Put in good, happy thoughts and create the life that you want. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.